Hey, everybody. Welcome to this Ocean Life podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peterson, uh, here in late August. I just want to say uh, congratulations to all the paddlers who did the Catalina uh, Crossing. It's a, kind of a legendary pro and paddleboard race that's been going on since the 1950s. A pretty burly race. Jeez, uh, 30 miles? 28? I guess I should know. It's like part of my roots. Um, I haven't done it. On the bucket list, I always find some excuse late in the summer to stop paddling and, I don't know, shoot fish and <laughs> do other things. So, But congrats to everybody who finished that epic, amazing adventure. So now, today, in episode 90, I speak with a friend and local hero of mine, Tyler Conroy. A guy here in Santa Cruz has built a well-rounded ocean life for himself. Now, Tyler shares the stories of learning to surf uh, as a young teen here in Santa Cruz and moving quickly into some of the heavier Northern California water rather than like the normal transition of boogie board to longboard, soft top on the way up. He kind of jumped on the short board and went right to the minigun and now to the big stuff. Tyler keeps going and he talks about his transition into surfing big waves. We hear of his first sessions at Mavericks, some of the local legends who coached him into these first waves, serving Mavs with his group of close friends and wife Savannah. Tyler talks about the lineup at Mavericks, how it's changed over the years, uh, his own working jet ski rescue in big waves, and the perspective he gains on the waves from seeing it from that vantage point. Talks about his breath hold training, love for spearfishing, and progression on the foil, and the challenges that we face here of that sport here in cold Kelpie, Santa Cruz. So a lot of perspective on the gear, uh, just the lineup, etc. around foiling, and a big focus on Tyler's time up at Mavericks and just being a well-rounded Guy of the water and a great member of the community. So hope everybody's getting out and enjoying the last sort of few days before of summer before fall hits us and uh, minimizing plastic use, picking up trash and I don't know, being cool with each other in the water. So thanks for being here. Thank you for supporting the podcast. And now let's get into the ocean life of Tyler Conroy. Foil session today on a Tuesday. Yeah. How was that? It was good. Um, I brought a buddy of mine, Keegan, along to film. Uh, F1 wanted to get some content together, oh, so nice. it was our first time meeting up. We're trying to put an edit together. And as soon as we got out of town, there's just so much fog. So uh, the one spot that we wanted to go to, we was socked in. So we went uh, a little farther south, and it was really fun. I'm not sure if you could really see me, but... Uh, <laughs> you were out there ripping. I was out there <laughs> ripping, of course, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was out for like an hour. It's like sheet glass. Yeah. Two foot. Two. Beautiful. So what size board are you riding now? Um, the board I was on today is a 4.2. It's four like 4.2, 20 by 2.5, I think. It's 26 liters. Dude. Um, it's like the F1 rocket. Yeah. It's yeah. like the standard one that they have. Yeah. Um, so I, I ride their boards and then I, I have a couple Freedom boards as well. I just. Uh, I broke my 310. I broke the boxes out a couple times. Really? By <laughs> yeah. hitting kelp on the with the foil? Or? No, it was totally my fault. I had a ding oh. in it, and I didn't fix it, and then the boxes came out. Oh, so yeah, yeah. It's cool. I have a 4.0 coming soon. Um, and, uh, yeah, Chris sent me a picture of it the other day. It's yeah. going to have the toe straps and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. So how are you, like, kind of figuring out, like, what you want out of these boards? Are you filtering that back to the shapers, or the shapers talking to a bunch of guys making a board and asking you to try it or is mm -hmm. it kind of collaborative it's pretty collaborative um so the first board that i rode was actually a sup 
and yeah. I was super anti-foil yeah. when Were I you? saw it all coming out. No way. Yeah, and the F1 guys said that they had one for me to try, and I was over it because they look dangerous and it looks funny hopping around. Yeah. You know, I was like over it. And they're like, dude, just come up. We have one here. Just try it out. And the only board that they had for me to ride was this SUP, and... I don't know how to sup. Yeah, totally. You're like, <laughs> so, okay, how's this going to work? Did you prone it then? Yeah, so yeah. I, but I proned it at Ocean Beach, right? <laughs> and so it was like probably six foot. Dude. And I, I had no idea how the foil yeah. worked. I had no idea, yeah. you know? So I like paddled out. I got caught inside and went out and I got a few waves. I was pretty much just getting thrown around, you know, I was going way too fast. Oh, yeah. And, um, uh, it turns out like I... I buckled the board, like creased it all the way across, like totally <laughs> messed it up. And uh, like, that was kind of my first go with the foil. But like, I, I got up on foil just for like a small enough minute yeah. to like just, realize that this is the sickest thing ever. Dude, <laughs> it's so standard. Like you're just wondering what the hell you're doing. And all of a sudden you actually stay up for like two seconds, yeah. three seconds. And you maybe even do like a little pump. And then you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> You're like the possibilities. Yeah, yeah. But um, so when was that? I mean, because you were one of the early guys, like into it here in, in Santa Cruz. Kinda, like, yeah. You didn't fade out of it like a lot of guys are doing yeah. it. And they faded out, like we were kind of talking. But when was that? Are you two years ago? I think I, I got it December. I got it in September. Is that last year? No, September. Two, must two, be two September's years ago. ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nineteen. So twenty seventeen. Yeah. And because uh, Zach and vince had been doing it in coleman right and they like had it like all secret you know totally secret <laughs> i didn't even know that they were all doing it and uh yeah i uh, as soon as i got up on it i hit up coleman and i was like dude i need to learn how to do this, I need this. and so i got a board from him initially it was like a four six it was three inches thick just this huge yeah it felt small yeah it was like four six totally. really small You're like, well, yeah. i can't ride this and then I figured out how to ride that board and then I got a 310 from Vince and I was like because I saw everybody on Instagram they had like the super small yeah, boards so I was like yeah I'll get a 310 from Vince and that thing was totally sick and I ran over that with my car on accident oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then the board that I had was a F1 kite board it was yeah. like their pocket rocket or whatever right and it I think it was like four three one and a half inches thick whoa and like 19 inches wide it was like at 18 and a half liters or something a food tray and uh it was totally sick like all you needed to do is go find some white water and start pumping Very around good. yeah and so i think like when i went down south last year i went to san Clemente. we spent yeah. a week down there i was with billy ackerman and we just like put up on instagram we're like hey we have all, the whole f1 foil thing all the boards all the foils come down and ride them and we met up with Corey Calapinto. Yeah. He's like a shredder, longboard right. shredder, and then he just kills it on the foil. And uh, we were at the Dog Patch, which is like San O, like south, yep. like right in front of the uh, nuclear plant. And everybody had different boards. And that's where I met Chris Sayer, who has the Freedom Foil boards. Got it. And so I got to try a couple of those, and he was super cool and hooked me up with one. And 
that's the 310 that I just broke right. that I love. Dude. And uh, so, yeah, I tried a bunch of different boards, and that's when I realized, like, he, he like, kind of had yeah. the design. Right, right. Dude, that's crazy, man. I mean, that's the cool thing about it, too, is the, the, the board, the, the writing of the thing is different than anything you've ever done. Right. At, at all. But then the shape of it, the design of it, it's also different than anything you've ever written and seen. You're just like tripping on these things. It's so neat to see. And I, when I was in Maui, I saw a few, I talked to a couple of guys and it's like, we have our kind of, I guess, design principles here in California, maybe in Northern Cal and Southern Cal, then Maui, they're super thick and big old boxy things. Yeah. It's just cool what guys are doing. Everybody's yeah, like ripping. Kyle Maligro has those like big yeah. soap bar yeah, things. Look like and... pieces of chewing gum, kind of, this big old thing. <laughs> but everybody's ripping. Oh yeah, like the Kalama boards. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it's just rad. I just love seeing this whole progression. And it's all just going a lot of different ways. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, that's pretty rad. But, you know, two, one of the things we were talking about before, when you popped in, we were just chatting was, you know, the adoption of, of foiling is interesting to, to see where. Yeah. It's being picked up, you know, and like Hawaii, it's like, dude, Every, not everybody's doing it, but it's a thing. And yeah. there's, I talked to some guys in the lineup. They're like, yeah, some people are jumping out and they're running people over and there's some issues, but now it's kind of self selecting. Like those guys are over here, mm -hmm. we're here. And then like Southern Cal, there's a lot more areas, but here where we are, it's interesting as we were talking, cause A, there's kelp, but Terrible. B, it's like some little communities are just kind of reluctant to adopt newer stuff. Maybe, I mean, what do you think? And yeah. Well, like the, it blew up in Hawaii and uh, like they're, but they're super cool with all of the ocean sports. You know, like yeah. if you're doing something in the ocean, you're killing yeah. it. You can bought, you can yeah. boogie board, yeah. you know. Like yeah, and here, you're super a, legit boogie yeah. boarders that are like excellent watermen and totally yep. respected and everything. Um, but yeah, here it seems like if you're not riding like a regular shortboard that you're kind of like shunned or yeah. whatever you know yeah. Yeah, it's kind of even weird to paddle you know if you're like what why would you do that it's a waste of time yeah that's true man <laughs> but um you know i think a lot of it has to do with uh like like the way that i felt about it was that it, it looks dangerous and it looks kind of kooky at first like, yeah especially like when people are learning how to do it you're like oh i want to stay it's super far away from you yeah um but uh, a big part of it is that for me is that foil waves are terrible surfing waves. Yeah. You know, uh, with the exception of cows, like that's a great longboard wave and yep. it's an amazing foil wave. Sorry, anyone. <laughs> it's just a fact of life. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is cows, when it's a good foil wave is when all the sand is gone. Yeah. You have that little bit yeah. built up by the statue and then it's not breaking. Yeah. It's you know? a lump rolling yeah. through. So if it's, if it's good for longboarding, and all that sand is filled in, it's a bad foil yeah. wave. It's too steep yeah. and there's way too many people. Right. So I think like uh, the foilers really need to be conscious of the people yeah. that are in the, the water, right? We need to share resources, you know? Santa Cruz is so, there's so many people. It's like you have to share resources on <laughs> Dude, the road. Everywhere. If you're biking, like even mountain biking is yeah. blown up, oh, you know? Yeah, if dude. you go riding Weekends. on a Saturday, yeah. there's 50 people, it's crazy. you know? So, if, if people are just like cognizant of it and like safe and wear a leash if there's any people around, then it shouldn't be an issue. But uh, <coughs> I know that uh, that I, I get heckled all the time by my buddies for foiling, you know? <laughs> Do you really still? Oh, all the time, yeah. And it's totally fine, you know? Yeah. Like the less people foiling, the better <laughs> for me, you know? Because I, I foiled today by myself for an hour and yeah. the waves were like sick for it, yeah. you know? 
Um, it'd be great sometimes because the wave is a little sharky, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> so if somebody wanted there. to cruise, Another like one target. person would be cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely interesting. Like we were super over supping here. Um, I'm, I'm still haven't supped really you know yeah, i've done it yeah. like around um but i want to start now because of the downwind stuff yeah, i'm like yeah. oh now i have to learn how to stand a paddle so that i can stand a paddle foil yeah. not in the lineup don't worry right. guys like yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm <laughs> not gonna show up to second peak on my stand-up paddle <laughs> yeah. foil um and like most of the waves around santa cruz that are surfing waves have kelp and you can't foil yeah. it anyways yeah i've tried to foil the point probably 10 times yeah at a terrible time every time you get right. super frustrated super everybody's bummed but there are waves that are good foil waves and it's weird because i'll get like a hard time from whoever's out there surfing it'll be like one or two people i'll be super respectful yeah and generally those people are not great surfers right. they're just like barking just to bark yeah it's something new and they assume because i'm on a foil yeah. that i'm not from here or something right. you know and so they're like hey like what are you doing it's like i been serving here for like 15 yeah, years, man. Like, like I, I'm not in your way. I'm yeah. safe and everything. And usually those people kind of like apologize, like, oh, sorry. Once like, they get it. Yeah. They see that you know what's I going thought on. That you're dangerous and a kook or whatever, you know, <laughs> which I might be, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's subjective, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but so you foil surfing, you know, and then there's more, as you mentioned, like the downwind foiling, which is, you know, on the horizon for you. But also like I saw kind of a secretive shot of you on Instagram underneath the Golden Gate Bridge, holding onto a tow rope, looked like you were about to get towed and start doing that crazy thing out there. Like, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. My buddy Nick and I went up and uh, he's got this sick little boat. It's like a carbon fiber bottom inflatable boat. It's super oh, wow. fast. And uh, we went up and like poached wakes off of mostly yeah, ferries. Right. No and uh, it was funny actually. That was hilarious. The first, it took me a couple tries. Like the first couple I botched pretty hard. It was kind of a bummer because it's hard to catch them. You have to like intercept them. You know, you see them coming, you right. get all ready, you get to the spot, you jump off, grab the rope, and then you have to like go at the boats. So I think they're a little sketch on it because they're like, what are these guys doing? You know, we're in full suits with hoods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going like straight at them, you know? And then he turns away and then you whip into the wake. And the the ferries that we rode the most go from the Bay Bridge out to the Golden Gate, around like by Sausalito, around Angel Island. Yeah. And then back to the Bay Bridge. So that's like a 45 minute circle, right? Wow. And you could ride the wake the entire time. So you get on a wake a wake and you stay on it yeah whoa so and it has two or three wakes yeah depending on the boat right and so you can ride up the wake and then like do a cutback kind right. of but get straight off yeah. and get into the next one no way and or you could like do a cutback and if it looks like you're gonna like lose that wake you just hop over the back and jump Dude. into the next one but the first one that i actually got into um like one of the guys on the ship was super bummed on me. He's like, get <laughs> really? away. No way. He's uh, heckling you he, from the oh, boat. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you need to get away. And I was like, I, but it's, it's a foil, you know, it's super quiet. Yeah. So I could hear everything he was saying. Oh, and so yeah. we were like having a conversation. I was no like, way. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. 
am I breaking any laws? Yeah, am I like and he's on like, your wake? <laughs> <laughs> well, and he just kept telling me that I didn't yeah. go away. And so I just like did a couple cutbacks and I was like, is this far enough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was fun. Like all the people on the ferry like oh, yeah. pulled their phones out. Tripping. They're like, what's going on there? No <laughs> way. So how what was the longest one you had? Uh, the longest one I had was maybe like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, dude. You know? But because you could stand there for 45 minutes or you could like, uh, you start doing little turns and yeah. stuff and then I fall all the time. Yeah, so. yeah. Dude, My buddy rad, Nick though. goes forever. Like when we go really? downwinding, yeah. he'll go for like 15, 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. Just. Yeah, he's like a really good kiter and like a cyclocross guy. He's got wow. legs that just go forever. Keep he also going. weighs like 105 pounds. Like really? <laughs> Dude. See, that's the thing. Like that's to me, wow, foil surfing's fun. It's rad. I mean, especially when you find our little spots here that are like little pockets of kind of mediocre to crappy waves and you're out there by yourself with somebody. It's just so rad. But the untapped resource and is the open water oh, and yeah. the wind and the bump that you know, maybe you downwind paddle every now and then, maybe that isn't even a fraction of the fun. No. <laughs> I think, because I haven't yeah. done it yet, yeah. of the foiling, you know, and so getting to that point. Now, what do you think about that wing? Yeah, is, I, I just ordered one. I'm super excited to yeah, give it a shot. Sick. I heard it's kind of challenging. Like yeah. the guys that kite foil and stuff were able to pick it up pretty quick, I think, and they're doing huge errors. I don't know if you like yeah. seen oh, yeah, it. Fully. But uh, it looks super fun. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, like you don't need to ski anymore. Like you could launch at Davenport and Dude, go I'm down. back to town or yeah. whatever, you know? I hit up and Nico at Bear Kite Surf yeah. on the list. I'm like, I want one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, it looks super fun. That's what I meant. Like imagine like two or three guys in the middle, like two miles out. Yeah. And you can come back around. You know, you don't need to shuttle if you want. You can. And mm -hmm. Or just go out, just tack pump, up. pump, pump. Yeah, and then come back. Like I think, I mean, it, it, I'm sure it's not as sexy and cool as that sounds but i think once you get to the point where you, totally you have that thing handled i think it's gonna be yeah sick. yeah i've seen a couple guys that are really good like uh the spencer brothers they're yeah. super good at the wing foiling and uh titawan he's oh yeah he's like an f1 guy right um he he did the molokai foil race right and then he was up in hood river and he was like doing the wing stuff they're doing a bunch of wing yeah. stuff in the hood this year i'm gonna there. try to get there next year yeah yeah but uh i'm excited to Dude. get one of those no, i'm too man yeah good well i can i'll be chasing you and you'll be showing me how to do it man but yeah it's like just tapping the wind which is something we don't really do here um but anyway shifting gears now so Talking about foiling, but before that, I mean, you've spent your life growing up surfing in Santa Cruz, you know, doing two kind lifeguards. Of. Yeah, well, oh, that's right. So kind of. Re rewind us back, man. I mean, talk about A, you, where you're from originally, how you got to Santa Cruz, then just sort of your evolution in the water here mm -hmm. in Santa Cruz. Yeah, totally. So I, uh, I like grew up in the foothills kind of yep. until I was about eight. Um, and I, I actually thought that I was going to be like a rodeo cowboy kind of guy, you know? I, I rode sheep in the rodeo like when I was like five, six, seven. Dude, badass. I, I was going to like ride bulls and stuff. I was pretty amped on it. That was the focus. Yeah. And, and uh, then my mom told me, told us that we were going to move to Santa Cruz. I was super bummed. You're like, what? Yeah. We moved here in 98 during the El Nino year, you know? Yeah. And uh, dude, it was just storming the whole time. We got evacuated from our house a bunch of times. No I was way. like, dude, Santa Cruz is the worst. Let's go back. <laughs> Let's go back to Calaveras County. Yeah. And, uh, and 
<clears throat> I actually didn't learn how to swim until I was 12. No way. Yeah, so my, we'd like go to the beach or whatever and I'd like put my feet in, yeah, but I like, was like super over it, terrified of it. Wow. Like I didn't know how to swim. And uh, like the only reason I learned how to swim really was because my dad died when I was like 11 and uh, he didn't have a lot. Uh, he was like totally out of the picture or whatever, yeah. but he was a abalone diver, like commercial abalone diver. And so I got a little bit of money from him, like when he died or whatever. I was like, well, I should probably do something in the ocean with huh. it. Cause like I had no connection with him. I yeah. like, wanted to find something, you know? Right. So, uh, I, I went and got a surfboard. I like went to Santa Cruz surf shop at the end of 41st and I got one of those epoxy Santa Cruz knot boards. It was yeah. like a six, four red rail knot board. And, uh, and my mom enrolled me in swim lessons at Simpkins. No way. Yeah, and so I was like, they were like, does he know how to swim? And she's like, no. So I'm standing like in the kiddie pool, like up to my waist, you know, and there's all these kids that are like up to their necks yeah. in the water. And they're like, keep your hand on the wall. And I'm like, dude, like it's in my knees, like, <laughs> like bending over, you know? No way. But uh, like as soon as I learned how to swim, I was like, oh, this is really sick. And I, we joined, we started swimming right away, like on the yeah. swim team. And Okay, yeah. And, uh, but we were such kooks. Like my mom didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. She, we got the board and she's like, oh, wax. Like I used to ski, you have to wax the bottom, right? <laughs> oh, so, no. I, so I waxed my brand new 6.4, oh, like man. beautiful. I thought it was beautiful at the time. Uh, just nose to tail on the bottom. Perfect. Just perfect coat. the yeah. whole way, you know? <laughs> and uh, I got so heckled. Yeah. I brought it down to junior guards. They're and like, Dude, I got destroyed. <laughs> oh. When was that? What year? It was 98 you moved here. 98. Some yards. So that's like... 2000 That was probably 2000. Yeah. Oh, dude. And uh, yeah, it was pretty brutal. But I I like surfed in high school and stuff, but I didn't surf a lot. Yeah. Uh, it was mostly water polo and swimming. I yeah. was super into water polo and right. swimming. So strong in the water. You develop strength and skill just yeah. being in the water. And my math teacher, uh, Randy Garrett from PCS, he, my mom didn't want me surfing, really. Yeah. She's like, you can surf a little bit, but she saw the guys hanging out at the yeah. point and she's she like, hmm, mm, that's probably a bad idea. Yep. And uh, so she'd let me go surfing with Randy. And so we'd surf really early in the morning and he's a great surfer. He's from Huntington originally, but he, he's like a tube hound. So he'd take me out to these spots that I should, had no business being at. Really? But I was a great swimmer, so I wasn't worried about yeah. it, you know? So we were surfing all the waves up north that like barrel and stuff. And so I couldn't do a cutback to save my life, yeah. but I could like bottom turn yeah. and just get in. pull in, you know? I, I wasn't making many tubes, but, uh, yeah, he got me super psyched. He convinced me to buy like a 7.8 VC no uh, way. semi gun when I was like 14 or 15 and started surfing Middle Peak, you know? Dude. And so uh, I didn't surf a lot, but whenever the waves were like big, I'd go surf. Um, and so that was kind of my experience with surfing until I came back from New York in 2011. And then after college, that's like all I focused on. I yeah. was like, I'm gonna learn how to do cutbacks. Yeah, I'm like, actually gonna do this now. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna surf. Dude, that's, that like story is so ant so different than the normal story kind of anywhere where it's like, well, yeah, I got a longboard and I got pushed in or a boogie board and then I got older and then I was longboard and then I kind of, you know, grabbed this old crappy short board and like you just like, you swam really strongly, went out the guys like, dude, here we go. Yeah. We're at waterfalls or at Scots or wherever, and it's heaving, and you yeah. just started right there, man. Well, I can't 
Steiny took me to the secret spot on a pretty regular basis. My mom was cool with me going with Steiny because I went to school with Paul. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, whenever the sand was good at Cal's, we'd go longboard right. at Cal's. So you had some longboard so influence. So we had in there a little too. bit of that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I definitely wasn't great at it, you know. <laughs> See Paul, and he's just oh yeah, like ballerinaing. So yeah, he's yeah. break dancing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so then you leave. You finish high school, strong on the water. Go to New York school, come back, and then what? I mean, your focus was really on the ocean lifestyle. I mean, was that, was that yeah? Accurate? I mean, uh, I was like a busboy a little bit, and then I started working at Billabong on the east side. And I was working at Aero Surf Shop, and that's like all I wanted to do was go surf, you know. So, uh, and recreate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, have fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just I got really into surfing, and that's pretty much all I did. You know? Yeah, it's like, yeah. So I wasn't worried about any. I had no professional aspirations yeah. <laughs> much, you know. Yeah. I was lifeguarding during the summers, and uh, yeah, working at the surf shop. Yeah, in the yeah. Winter. But then you got kind of prodded into, like you said, a seven, eight kind of step up board. And then you said, you know, you like the bigger stuff, you're comfortable out there. So at some point you kind of followed that path. I mean, I've seen, I remember seeing you, I'm trying to remember the first, my first memories of you was based on the beaches of light junior lifeguard instructor, then recognizing you seeing at the lane, but you were, I mean, you, you ride a shortboard like a skateboard, like you, you rip. I mean, you are, you're <laughs> very dynamic. Thank you. you know, you, you're super fluid you're just snapping you're just really great then you're also but that wasn't your only your thing you're also like looking at bigger stuff too I yeah mean, so how did you you did both right i mean so i don't know talk about that because those are two different kind of disciplines yeah they're they're totally different um so i think a big reason that i got into surfing bigger waves was from ride a wave mm. which is interesting right but uh like mike Gerhardt and john bowling yeah are at every single ride a wave camp right they're just all about it and they're also like OG, like totally. sick Mavs guys, you yeah. know? And uh, Mike and Johnny are like older brothers to me. Yep. And uh, they're like, dude, you gotta come up to the Mavs, bro. And like all this stuff, oh, you yeah. know? And But uh, they were also like, you have to like start at the lane and then we have a couple waves up north, yeah. you know, they yeah. get bigger and bigger. And uh, there was like a day in particular where I like realized that I thought that I could like actually go serve Mavs. Mm. And, uh, it was during the 2010 Mavs contest, like the biggest year ever, yeah. you know? It was like the groundbreaking, like sickest contest ever. Right. And uh, I surfed where we were gonna foil today and uh, it, it was huge. Yeah. It was like 30, 40 foot. That big weird kelp bed that only yeah. breaks when it's gigantic. Yeah. yeah. But it was really good. Like it was like, like there's tubes that were spinning. It was like the best I've ever seen it. Cause I've surfed out there a lot. Like I, I spent, uh, like every Mavs swell for like three or four years yeah. I surfed out there. Really? Yeah. And, Full misto uh, break. Like it only super pops weird. up like. Yeah, super weird, but it's like, it has a really steep takeoff and it has like all the stuff and you can get smoked out there. Yeah. And so that, that really big day, um, I was surfing with Neil Cruz, who's a junior lifeguard instructor. Um, and we were both on seven sixes, like way underground, yeah. you know? I was on that VC seven eight. No way. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> things full elf shoe. And yeah, like elf probably shoe, like yeah. 17 inches wide or something, oh, you know, just a what? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was waiting, I couldn't, Neil got smoked. And I was, I thought that I was way in the channel and I like stopped and I was waiting for him. I'm looking for him like, man, Neil's gone, dude. Like I have no idea where he is. And I felt myself like getting pulled out and I was like, 
oh no it turned around as the biggest wave i would ever seen you really? know and it broke like 15 yeah. feet in front of me <laughs> where you didn't want and it i to. got smoked like full like yeah like two wave hold down like past like that like uh, like past the bay like gone you know <laughs> no and man's land no yeah and uh like i honestly thought i was gonna die yeah like, there's nothing there beating. man there's nothing no. on and uh like uh, underwater i was like you're cool you're cool you're cool you're cool and then like at a point i was like you're not cool man wow and then like there's like the you and neil are those dumb kids that went out that yeah. big day and died I yeah was like, with the dipshits yeah, yeah. And i was like reflecting i was like i lived a pretty good life you yeah. know <laughs> really it all went through your head <laughs> yeah, just the whole thing you know <laughs> and uh then i came up and i was fine and uh got in and found neil and You're i was like, like cool right on you know i, get, I gotta get a new board because mine was a bunch of pieces you know but uh then i was like i think i could do this yeah you're like okay yeah so uh i bought a 10-0 from mike one of his super bright red boards you know yeah and uh yeah i think the next swell at mavs i was up there so what was that like i mean was it i mean that that wave you just you mentioned that you just got beat down on is a pretty legit thing i've never been out there i've seen it mm -hmm. But contrast that, which was your biggest experience to yeah. date with what you saw at Mavs. I mean, was it still a different kind of level? Oh, yeah. The Mavs is like the, yeah. uh, I've been like, there's like a few waves that are on that level, you know? And uh, yeah, that was the first, it was small Mavs. It was like yeah. barely breaking Mavs because Johnny wanted me to like yeah. do he's, it. He's, he's like, yeah. we're going to go out. It's going to be small. It was like him and uh, Christy. I don't know if you know who Christy mm. Davis is. I uh, know the name. Yeah, yeah, full legend. Yeah. And Grant Washburn. And yeah. that was it. It was like great, beautiful, great glassy. And the way that I learned how to do stuff is the wrong way, yeah. always, you know? Right. And so, <laughs> uh, like, like with the foiling and yeah. everything, you know, I have to like totally mess it up first. So we get out to Mavs and I, I ride my first wave and I'm like, cool. And I go to kick out and I'm like, my board slides out. And I'm like, what the heck? I flip it over. I'm riding with two fins as a thruster. I was like, man, like had to do everything wrong, right? Yeah. But I, I was like, dude, I'm here. Like yeah, I went out and I'm I got going. like three or four more waves yeah. or whatever. And it was like small, like 10 foot, yeah. like so like maybe 20 foot on the face, you know? And, uh, but like it was on. Yeah, you felt like, this it. This is sick. Yeah. I love this, you know? And if there's just like a power that you feel there. Yeah. Know? get all weird on it but it's like right it's there yeah it's, it's a different. presence yeah right right and so you carry that forward i mean so how many years has it been since that first day five six or more since that was in 2010 been... so oh, wow yeah this will be my the ninth season yeah i think wow yeah and i i went slow i was like really afraid of getting hurt and uh I took it really seriously. John and Mike yeah. have both been super hurt out there and they, they really impressed upon me, like, like yeah. earning your spot and, right. and like taking it slow. And, uh, you know, we, we there weren't any vests, you know? Right. So I, I mean, I was scared. <laughs> There's some people that go out there for the first time. They're just like not scared and they go and they get smoked and they're like, Oh sweet. This is the best. I'm not that guy, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. like sitting over on Lates Bowl <laughs> for like a few years, you know, I get a couple sleigh rides here and there. <laughs> And uh, I, uh, I was working a shift with Savannah at the, the surf shop, and I was like, man, this is like the coolest girl I've ever known, ever. Like, she's the best. Yeah. And I 
need to hang out with her all the time, yeah. you know? And yeah. she was already like an established, like, yeah. sick, big wave surfer. Yeah. yeah, and you'd see her out there charging. Yeah, and uh, and I had known her since middle school, you know? And so I, I was trying real hard to hang out with her on a pretty consistent basis. Yeah. And uh, like part of that was like going surfing with her, you yeah. know? And that meant like wow. surfing OBU and it was giant. Like that's, if, if you like want to get prepared to go surf Mavs, like you have to go surf giant OBU. Right. Like if Mavs is breaking, Go surf OB instead, you know, and then as a warm up, yeah. Yeah, uh, like if you're trying to get into it, because if you can do that, then you'll be fine. Right. <laughs> that way, it's <laughs> if you survive so it. gnarly, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I would become friends with Pat too, so you know, like yeah. Pat and Savannah are like two of the gnarliest people from Santa Cruz since like Foy. the like Skin Dog and Flea and those guys, you yeah. know. And uh, so I was just I was in with a good yeah group, right? You know? Right. And, uh, and took I, it slow and yeah. cautious. I, I took it slow. They yeah. were already going yeah. on huge ones, you know? But, um, yeah, I took it slow. And, like, because I was friends with Mike and John and everybody was super cool to me. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had an easy entry. In right, there, right. Know? But you, you, you did it the right way and you put your time into, as you know, the place like that. It's not, nobody shows up out of nowhere and crushes it yeah. and gets the waves and is the guy. It just yeah. doesn't happen, right? No. But it doesn't that, I mean, what's your perspective though on the transition of the crowd at Mavs the past almost decade now where, yeah. you know, a hint of a swell, people are flying in, throw, hucking themselves off of ledges to get a shot. The lineup's different. It's probably more challenging for you who's got it dialed because now there's boards and bodies in the way, which adds a whole other level of danger to the whole place. You know? yeah. So how have you seen it change? I mean, it's just, uh, there's just so many people, you just know? people. It's like, I, I went and surfed lowers for the first time last year. It was really good and I was sitting out there and I was like, this is what it feels like when Mavs is good. Wow. Like that's like the level of crowd, Just, you know, cause it was like pumping Southwell. Right. But it's like, everyone's on a 10 foot board and it's probably like half of the crowd should be there. Yeah. And are like super legit. And like the, the locals at Mavericks are so nice compared to any other wave that I've been to except for Nazare those guys are super nice because yeah. if you're out there yeah it's like you're earning it <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> you know it's like it's totally luck of the draw to be in the right spot and everything like those guys are super cool and hospitable and everything but if you go like anywhere else like Porto yeah I haven't been to Jaws but I've heard that it's not the different not the easiest crowd <laughs> yeah. to get into you know and so uh people just like can show up and paddle deeper than everybody else yeah, and like, get a shot or whatever and uh, like for over the past like five years, I've gotten a lot more into the rescue mm. stuff. I really enjoy doing rescue. I, I like to split my time from being on the ski and surfing. I think like you, uh, your longevity in the session is longer. You can be yeah. drinking water and snacks and everything. Right. And you can be watching like, like every day is different out there. Like yeah. it could be the same numbers, same wind and everything, but the swell is different. Yeah. So it's breaking a different spot. So if you can watch that from the ski, mm. then you can you can change your strategy. Right. And uh, and I think like Savannah was a huge influence on me, and mm. she like told me all about like the way that she surfs out there, and she had a very specific strategy mm. and the exact waves that she looked for, and she always wanted to be the very deepest. And Dude. Uh, that's not if you look at. <laughs> shots and stuff I'm not always the deepest guy uh, but uh, I, I don't have the same like looking for the right wave I have a 
completely different strategy. Like I'm, I'm more like, um, I don't know, like a, like a seagull or something, yeah. you know, <laughs> just yeah. like cruising around yeah. getting whatever, Got like it. I have a weird spot that I sit, which is like inside and like over a little bit. Yeah. So I can like paddle deep and get ones uh, over there or I can get shifters. More mobile, yeah. Yeah. And I, I ride like a, like a thick board that paddles really good. Right. So like, I think that like the more old school approach to Mavs is like, you have a spot. Like there, there, when I got there, there was like different camps. There's like the guys that sat way out the back and waited for right. the biggest wave and the one that like shifted deep. And there's, there's a sick entry that you're like super committed. Like yep. that's a gnarly right. spot to take off. And then there's the guys that sit super far inside and deepest. And that's like Pat and Savannah, like live there, you know, like that's their spot. And, uh, and that's a gnarly spot to be because you can get caught inside yeah. and all this stuff. And I'm not super into getting caught inside. Right. And then, but, and then there's like the late bowl guys. But as the crowds have increased, it's less about the different camps because yeah. it's one sea of one people. One massive you know? stretch of people. Yeah. And so it's kind of like you're reading the wave, but you're also reading the people because it's usually the same people yeah. that come back. And so you know uh, who's sitting where yeah. and what waves are going to go tendencies. on, which waves they're not going to go on. And, wow. And uh, so it's kind of like you're just like bringing it all in, you know. And at the end of the day, if you're the deepest, like you're yeah. just going to go like, right. you know, and, and I feel like uh, I'm still super cautious out there. Yeah. And but like I'll I'll like choose the way that I want and then I go. Right. And hopefully there's not something yeah, behind me. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of dimensions to it now. When you first went out and yeah. first started, it was like the direction and like the, the current. There's some wind and you're getting pushed around the bowl, understanding where the waves are. But now it's like all of that yeah. plus a crowd and plus specific guys in the crowd. Like, yeah. you know, this dude with that orange suit, you remember him, he does this thing where, or whatever. And so you yeah. got to factor that in as you whip around, add that into your like your processing of do yeah. I go or not you know totally. so it's just a different deal yeah and uh there's like guys that have been surfing out there for a really long time you know and like kind of let those guys get the waves right. that they're gonna go on yeah yeah um, yeah yeah so I think there's like totally a respect thing that I like try to continue yeah. you know um that isn't necessarily shared but, right it's not uh, reciprocal not, yeah but <laughs> that's uh, the nature of surfing <laughs> but I mean if you're gonna be there every time that breaks, mm -hmm. you want to be friends with everybody, yeah, you know? Yeah, dead on. Because it's, like, aside from anything else, it's, like, the most fun, like, like best thing that I could do, you know? It's, like, yeah. my favorite thing in the whole right, world. Right, right, you know? right, yeah. So. So you're mentioning Savannah, who's your wife. Yeah, that's and right. And future baby mama. That's right. Two, two for one. Two for. So let's talk about this. So I was thinking about this, which is, like, the majority of people, except for the Gerhards and you guys, most most people go out there and they're in solo mode. You have a buddy, but you're like you're you're kind of worried about yourself and you're looking out for each other. But you have like a connection. This is your wife. This is somebody you love who's also out there. Yeah. And you've seen her probably get smoked. Smoked. And I mean, how does that? First of all, I mean, how do you? What kind of mind, how do you deal with that when you see her getting drilled and probably vice versa, yeah. you know? And, and then, cause you also have to go into like self-preservation mode. I don't know, there's a huge set and you got to scratch, maybe duck your board and you know she's getting beat 50 yards that way. I mean, yeah. what, how is, what is that like, man? I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess I do know cause I do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not actually true. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, 
I like looked up to Savannah like yeah. growing up, you know, because she was like, she was like totally doing it. And I was, I never thought that I was going to surf abs. I didn't think I was going to be a Maverick surfer. It scared me. I was over it. And I was just like, wow, like she's incredible. You yeah. know, like she's an athlete. She does, she does it right. And, uh, and I've seen her get smoked, you know? So yeah. I like usually wasn't worried about it because she yeah. comes up and she paddles back out and she gets another one. Like the first session that I had with her, um, we weren't dating, we were just friends, but she took me up there and I don't know if you saw the Surfline Greatest Wipeouts that she had. No. And so it was like, it was really small when we got there, but it was a rising swell. And she went on the biggest wave of the day. It was like proper 20 footer. And she got into it super late, kind of airdropped, stuck it. And then at the bottom, like hit a chop and then went over the handlebars and just got smoked. Paddled back out. Next wave, same thing. Whipped <laughs> like totally smoked and I was like whoa that was heavy you know it was my third time out there I think and uh she seemed fine you know she's like wow yeah I kind of got beat a little bit but whatever like we'll be up here tomorrow (laughs) and you're uh, like whoa and then like a week later I was talking to her and she doesn't remember the ride home she was so concussed you know whoa from two just right poundings and uh and then our first time in Porto we showed up and the first day it was like huge porto like like 30 foot porto not backs but like 30 foot faces huge and i'd never been down there i was like there's no way i'm going out there we're looking at it from the top of dance and i'm like there's not a single corner out there look at the whole yeah it's just a big nothing you know she's like all right well i'll see you later no. I like walked down with her and watched her paddle out and i was like well i hope nothing happens (laughs) because i'm not gonna be able to help you you know and uh she's fine you know so I guess like I was never worried about Savannah Got it. Yeah. because yeah. she she's dialed. Right. You know? Right. Like if anybody could do it, it was her. Yeah. And that was kind of my mindset. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be the right way to go because I mean, there's so many distractions already being out there, like your own safety and the waves and everything. And then if you're worrying about her, I can't see how you could like worry about yourself and her. If you were too strung out on that, it would be, yeah, you couldn't be able to do it. Well, and I don't know if you saw that really big wave that she got, like four years ago probably it was like a big lumpy one yeah huge i remember that um and i was on the ski and she had like just jumped off she paddled out and the thing just came straight to her and i was usually sitting next to her in the lineup but this time i was on the ski and so she made the drop and everything but she was pretty deep on it she got like mowed by the white water and i was that was like probably the most scared that i like what i witnessed you know yeah I was like, oh no. And then she popped up. She's fine. Right. Paddled out. You know? Jeez, it's like, no man. big deal. But uh, yeah. That, and there was another crazy time actually. It was the first swell of the year. And her and Pat and I were all sitting in the same spot. And the set came, and we were all pretty deep. And so Pat's her brother, and my brother in law, and my, like, one of my very best friends. Yeah. And so we like split, right? Pat paddled like towards the shoulder, kind of. I paddled straight out as fast as I could. <laughs> <laughs> With and <haste. laughs> Savannah tried to escape on the left. Oh my God. So I made it over the top. Pat flipped it and went right. And then Savannah got caught on the left and sucked over backwards. And uh, I knew that Pat went right because I saw him turn and go. I was like, okay, Pat's fine. And then I like didn't see Savannah. And there's another wave. So I'm like paddling. I'm looking for Savannah. She's not there. 
I paddle over the next one, paddle, looking for Savannah, paddle over the next one. I was like, what? What's going on? And then after the set, I see her pop up like 100 yards north. Wow. Super weird. Yeah. So she had like a three-wave hold down. She went over, two more waves came over, and then she popped up in blue water. And the current just pushed her out. Pushed her north. That's gnarly. Super weird. And... Uh, <sighs> But that totally true. That messed me up, like mentally. I was like, I don't want any more waves. I'm done. And it like messed me up for like half the season. I was really? like, I don't want a three wave hold down. I don't want it. That's... I was like, I don't know. And Savannah got three more waves that session. Heavy. <laughs> you know what I mean, dude? So it took me out of the game, but she was fine. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be, it's like a genetic thing. You know, I mean, I don't know, I'm guessing like some people, their aversion to fear or things like that, it's not a huge deal. Like yeah. for me anyway, the, my two days out there, I was like, I was crapping in my pants on the shoulder. And like after that, and then being out there and seeing like, for, well, actually might've been the 2010 contest. I was boat, boat um, shepherd for a bunch of guys like Healy and Worm and other guys. And some people come back like white knuckled, like guys who are laughing and joking, press to the bottom and like, so I'm like, I'm, I'm good. But other people, and maybe it's Savannah, maybe it's Pat and others who just like, they don't have that aversion to that for whatever reason. You yeah. Know, it's just, it's different. And uh, I think that's amazing. Yeah. I think, I, I totally think that's something that you like just have inside of you. Yeah. She, like, I live with Savannah. I, I get to see her apply that to everything. Right. You know, like in nursing school, she did like a one year uh, bachelor program. So she got her bachelor's in one year. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, it's just like yeah. this like level of focus and like Pat has the same thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's interesting. they're like ninjas. So I don't totally know what it dude. is. Yeah, it's yeah. right. Full like Zen Buddhist, just like just monks, just like, you know, I don't know what, man. It's pretty rad. Though. Yeah. I try to get it, you know, through osmosis. Yeah. I grab onto them and so I'm trying to get some. <laughs> How's it working? <laughs> I don't have it yet. <laughs> so now speaking of Pat, it's funny. He called today because I've been trying to, we've been playing tag to get him on a podcast. Yeah. Right. And he calls like. I was actually sitting there about to like text you some questions and Pat called. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, dude, while I got you here, I need some dirt on Tyler. You know, and he's such a wonderful guy. You know, he didn't throw any dirt. But he goes, and speaking of the ski, he's like, there's a story from this December, this big winter. There's a couple big days and the rest is kind of just a, you know, no show swell. But there is a story of you getting out early on your ski team before anybody else before really checking and even seeing what was going on and just basically whipping into the first thing that came that ended up being something massive. Yeah, I mean, tell that story. Cause I remember seeing that picture, it was like, one, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that even Mavericks? Yeah. It just looked like a different, and then I'm like, is that, I was like, holy shit, that thing's huge. So yeah. did you tell us that one? Yeah, that was cool, man. Um, <laughs> I, uh, that swell was so hyped, you yeah. know? Um, it and was. It was like the swell of the decade. I mean, it was decade, like... all that stuff. So I spent... This story starts in Portugal the year before. <sighs> and uh, I spent a month in Portugal. And Portugal's an insane yeah. place. Love that place. And uh, I was out at Nazare one day, and it was really big. And I didn't have a board. And everyone was Goofy Foot. I couldn't find a regular foot yeah. setup. And... Uh, it was like 60, 70 foot in the morning and like dropped down to like 50 feet in the afternoon and uh, like tow teams. And I was just doing water safety. <clears throat> and I was like, man, like I, I'm here at yeah. Nazare yeah. and I missed my opportunity because I didn't have a board, you know? So I came home and I ordered a board and I went to stretch because he makes the best tow yeah. boards, right? And uh, 
I got I like put up on on the Instagram that I got uh, Tobor, and I was getting heckled by all kinds of people. Right. Like, we're gonna yeah. use that thing in '98, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was I was like, no, dude, I'm gonna use that thing at Mavs, you know. And then that swell popped up, and I was like, yes, like here this we is, go. This is what I've been waiting for, you know. And uh, I was like totally visualizing getting the biggest wave of my life. You were day. like like the whole week coming up. I was like, we had a safety meeting the day before. And everyone agreed that we were going to tow in the morning. And I'd towed like twice before, wow. you know, like zero towing. But it was so fun both times. I was like, yeah, oh, I love this. You know, it's like foiling. Like it's like right. so much fun that it should be illegal. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much fun. Um, and so we all agreed that we were going to tow. And um, I I met Tom Merrick that day, and so he's he's like a super legit water safety guy. Right. He's like, I'm looking for a partner tomorrow. We linked up, and we got out there, and it was like still, like not light out. Like the sun hadn't come up. You know, it was like that blue light kind of. Yeah. It's like kind of sort yeah. of can see. You're not sure. Like how big is it? I don't know. And I was like, Tom, I'd kind of like to get a small one to start off, you know? I've never ridden this board. <laughs> He's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the set, like, we see the set coming, like, three minutes out. Yeah. You know? And he's like, really? he's like it's there's a set coming. Like, you just want to go get one? I was like, yeah, I mean, like, sure. we're here, you know? There's, like, one other team out, and I, I don't know what they were doing. And so he, like... We're like, I don't know where the lineups are. He's like, I used to do this a lot, but I think that this is the spot, you know, just I grabbed the rope and let go. And um, yeah, I was going really fast. And uh, I thought that I was on the shoulder, like just because when you're paddling, it's just so steep as yeah. soon as you take off, you know, and you like see the wave coming at you. So you're in so early on a tow board and I was going like, you're going like 35, 40 miles yeah. an hour already. Yeah that I was like, oh, dude, I'm on the shoulder. And uh, by the time that I realized that I was behind the bowl, oh, it was too late to <laughs> bottom turn, you know? And uh, I pretty much got smoked. And uh, that was definitely the biggest wave I've ever gotten. It's probably the biggest wave I've ever seen at Mavericks. So what came um, through your head when you realized where you were? Were you just like, oh, my God. This is not how I plan to start the day. <laughs> my realization was that I didn't know how to get out of my straps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you wanted to eject and like, I was like not like snap your feet off. Yeah, as exactly. You get feet around. And I didn't. I had never come out of straps before. So I was like sitting there. I was like, I think I just jump up and kick the board out. <laughs> so, oh, dude. So that's what I did, you know. And I got hit really hard, like really, really hard. But I wasn't under for that long. I don't think. Really. I mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like waiting to pull my vest, and I I came out. Wow. Know? So it was like super violent and uh, sometimes the anticipation of how bad you're right. going to get beat is worse than the actual beating. Yeah. Um, especially for me because I'm so afraid. Right. <laughs> it's just a good, play, good way to be, you know. <laughs> you're pleasantly it's surprised. Be so bad. Yeah, but it's only one wave hold down versus yeah. two. You're pleasantly surprised. So then you pop back up. You went out and got some then. Pop, pop back up. Uh, Tom picked me up. I didn't take any more waves on the head. Took a long time to find my board. I realized really? the dark purple is a bad, oh. bad color <laughs> to find. Uh, yeah, and then you know I got like seven, eight more waves. And yeah, it was super fun. It, it was a totally different um, game when you're not paddle battling, but battling with skis. Right, right. That was intense. Really, it wasn't that was, really. That was, yeah, like 
Jeff is such an incredible driver. Jeff Clark, like he was Kyle Linney's driver. Right. And it was hard to compete with those right. guys. Right. He just had it. Yeah. All the good ones. Yeah. He was already on it. He was already coming at it. You know, yeah. he's like two miles at sea. Yeah. So. And um, then it got corrupt. There's a lot of two teams too right yeah everybody was in town because maybe the contest was gonna go and it was too big and then some people were telling it sounded like but it sound like and the stuff i saw which is not much there's just an insane amount of surfing a lot a lot of sick stuff was going on oh yeah well in so we knew that there was gonna be waves for five days like mavs was gonna break five days straight you know there's three swells and so everyone came you know it was supposed to be huge the first day and then like incrementally smaller and that's what happened. And so it was like huge, stormy. And they got cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. Yeah. And then the Wednesday night was like that insane offshore day. Right. It was just like perfect. pretty much the best Mavericks wow. ever. You know, like 40 foot offshore. Perfect. Wow, man. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely a crazy experience. I can't wait to go tow it again. Really? really? Yeah. Dude. Now, did you, you competed in the Nell Scott? I didn't. You didn't? No. So I got invited this year um but i was in the fire academy so okay. i was unable to make it up got it yeah. got it and that's a that's a paddle it's a paddle event. event right um this year uh it was kind of like uh what is it called like a expression session like an all-day oh. thing and then everybody got together and voted on who oh, did yeah, the best yeah. that's a cool format yeah yeah so yeah. um yeah, I didn't make it up. It looked like they had fun waves. Yeah. I love Nell Scott. That's a super cool spot. And yeah. all the people that I met up there are cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's the beach break. There's the two reefs. Right. A lot A happening. couple other waves. Yeah. Oregon's pretty sick, man. Oregon's insane. It really is. So, I mean, talking about, like, being able to handle a massive beating, you know, it ties into, A, just your physical shape, right? B, your mental ability just to kind of keep yourself calm you know but also then like the apnea part the breath part at some point you doesn't matter how zen you are you gotta get a breath right you know and you've done some stuff i mean you did the pfi the performance free diving what's the i international the international yeah, yeah yeah and then you're out here you're spearfishing diving too i mean so kind of talk about that was that just the idea of being underwater spearfishing or free diving just another fun thing originally or was it part of like preparing yourself to be more confident in big in the big stuff up there. I always wanted to spearfish. Yeah, looks. I mean, it looks cool and get yeah. food for food. free. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the best thing ever, and you get a good workout. But uh, the Central Fire put on a um, a free dive course oh, for cool. the fire departments here, and I was working for Santa Cruz City as a lifeguard at the time, and so they put me through the course. Oh, that's rad! And uh, so I had that opportunity, and it was, it was a three-day, all-day course. Yeah. And uh, that course is super incredible. Probably the best class right. I've ever taken. Yep. Um, there was 22 people in the class, you know? It was all, like, for the most part, it was, like, all firefighters, a couple lifeguards. And uh, I think everyone but one person had a four-minute breath hold the first day just based on, like, what they, yeah, just thinking what that, they told us, right. you know? And just like teach us about the physiology and all that stuff and then the breathe up yep. uh, stuff. And then by the end of the course, we did like our max breath holds right. and everything. And it, it was just like really incredible to see what your body's capable of. Yeah. You know, it's like one thing to like go out and be like, I'm in good shape. I've gotten super worked before. I have no idea how long yeah. my brain like will keep me awake <laughs> right. without yeah. air, you know? But I think I'm probably going to be good to like knowing like, this is the number right. that I get to, 
And so half of that number should be my working time. Right. And then when you start free diving, you know, like your working time underwater, like that's way more than you're ever going to get held down. Oh, fully. Right? It totally is so true. Um, so you have way more of a breathe up. So even if you half your working time, that's like four waves. Yeah. You know, I know. what I mean? It's funny. So yeah, when you put it in that perspective and like, you know, I live out my big wave fantasies at like the middle peak, you know, and like getting smoked by a decent one. You're under there. You're just like, once you realize you're like, dude, this is going to be like 12 seconds, you know? Yeah. And then you realize, you know, I've been diving the same spot almost probably exactly. 30 feet below yeah. me for probably a good minute and a half. You know, like that hole was empty a week ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's funny, like when you put it in perspective, your whole confidence level just changes, you yeah. know, and I'm, I'm sure that's got to be a big confidence booster, you know, in 30, 40, 50 foot surf. You yeah. Know? Well, I think that like the mental part of big wave surfing is way more than the physical part, you know? Yeah. There's plenty of people walking around Santa Cruz that are in way better shape than like half yeah. of the best big wave surfers in the world. You know, those guys just do it all the time. Yep. They're super confident and they know uh, that they're going to be all right for the most part, you know? Right, like, right. Since the vest has come along, we haven't lost a single person. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. How about that technology? I mean, is it changing much or is it pretty, does it need to but since you've been using it? I mean, I've had, I, I got the Patagonia vest um, three years ago, Yeah. four years ago. And before that, I had like the Billabong, like the turtle back mm -hmm. one, which was pretty funny. Um, right. But I mean, I, it works good, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, you still get totally lit. Right. Savannah had a three-wave hold down inflated. No way. Yeah. So um, yeah, like real, like not using that as like your plan A is important. Like yeah, you have to sure. know that like, that is yeah. a mechanism that can fail. Right. You know, the bladder could pop, your CO2 cartridge could fail, the pole could fail, like yeah. everything could fail. Yeah. So they're super nice to have. Right. And like when you get to the very bottom of the whitewater, you know that if you pull that thing, you're going to come right up because right. it like recycles, you know, and it's going to give you longevity through your session, yeah. you know, because your hold downs are usually shorter. But uh, a lot of people just like, I think feel like it's a guarantee. Yeah. And they've failed a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, you hear so, that. Um it's great technology and it's clearly working, you know, because people are going pretty much way harder than they ever have before and yeah. We haven't lost anybody. Yeah. But um it's definitely uh dangerous, you know. Yeah. It's like, not a substitute for preparation no. mentally, physically yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, I get you, man. Yeah, it's true. It is cool that they're out there. I mean, it's just you know, it, it probably helps the level of surfing. It's pushed it probably higher than it would have been otherwise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing, you know. Um, but so now, so tied to all of this, man, I mean, you're, as we mentioned before, your, your wonderful wife, Savannah, is also your baby mama. You guys are having a baby. We in, are. What, two months? Yep, November 11th. Oh, 11, 11, 11. So... And you're having a boy? We are. Oh man, congrats on Thank that, you. dude. So you guys stoked or what? So stoked, yeah. Um, priorities shifted immediately. Pretty quick, huh? Immediately, <laughs> as soon as she, she told me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, we're super excited. That's rad, man. Yeah. That's rad. So I mean, how do you, what do you expect? So I mean, like you guys are both, you're surfing a bunch, you're super active, you're in, you know, you're up at Mavericks a lot. I mean, do you see that changing, you know, in a year from now? 
eight, ten month old. Right. You know, I mean, uh, have you talked about that, or you just kind of let it evolve and figure, see what feels right? Yeah, I with mean, all that stuff. I have had like years at Mavs that I don't like. I'm not feeling it, you know. Yeah. And sometimes it's just sessions. Sometimes it's like extended periods of time or yeah. whatever. And I'm pretty good about being like. I'm yeah, not, you're I'm like, not feeling I'm good. It, dude. Like, yeah, you know, like it's a little shot to the ego or whatever, because I feel like a, like I can totally do it, you know. And then sometimes they're like, like the first session that we had this year was not big, right? And I was off it, you really. Know? You I was just... like, dude, I don't think I can do this. Yeah, I don't know if I can make a wave. Yeah, um, so I don't know if that's going to increase with a kid or not, you know. Right. Um, I know that like in the middle of a hold down, that's probably going to. Totally. I'm going to be thinking about <laughs> yeah. different stuff than I was before, you know? Right, right, man. Um, and, you know, with foiling and all the things that we have around here, I'm, there's plenty to do. Bad, yep. And so I'm not worried about it, you know? It's like, right. that's not the only thing that we have. Yeah. We have so much. Yeah. So, um, like, that little dude's got to be the most important. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, I'll for probably sure. just keep doing it so that, you know, when he's like, 18 yeah <laughs> i can do it with him oh yeah man no it's true that's it's funny it's like the funny thing is like two things one is you know your your priorities just shift in a major way which is good it things actually simplify as as much as difficult as not difficult as challenging as it is to raise kids it actually simplifies a lot because it's pretty simple for you to decide what you what your priorities are yeah you know for, it's not always the stuff you want to do because you're changing diapers and like whatever. But then the other side too is, and you're a young dude and you'll be in great shape, say with Savannah, when your kids in, in their teens, like you'll be able to be uh, a fun, have fun with them. Yeah, you know? hopefully. Like, that's sick. Like, that was always yeah. my plan too, being kind of a young dad and like, I had a young dad and being that and being able to go and like maybe inspire, you know, mm-hmm. when they're coming up. But more than that, just like have some fun together. Yeah. You know, like that's, I could see you guys all over that you yeah know? that's gonna be sick yeah and who knows maybe we'll just stop surfing like if he doesn't like surfing yeah. you know we're just gonna try to like foster whatever yeah. it is that he's drawn to you know yeah hopefully it's stuff that we like to do too yeah man yeah um, yeah but uh <laughs> yeah we'll see that's i like sad. surfing a lot so i probably won't stop <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome man well tyler dude this is sick and i have like i mean it's funny how fast an hour goes, and I say it's probably every time I talk to somebody because there's always so many more stories I'd love to hear. But thank you for sharing with us today, dude. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks and, for having me. Yeah, and before we wrap, I'm also thank you for, and there's also an aspect I guess I shouldn't wrap so quick, of like we mentioned Ride a Wave. You've been a junior guard instructor. There's an element to you in your life of giving back, you know, which is rad, you know, and you'll be that mentor to your kid and you've been a mentor to kids in the water. And but also like the 24 hour paddle, like we did that a couple years ago. Yeah. What's it, two years ago? That was two years ago, yeah. I missed it this year. Yeah, yeah, doing you know, the 24 hour relay for cancer and everything, you know, so um, anyway, thanks for being involved. I have this conversation a lot with people where in my, I'm gonna say it, even though people might hear me say it but i think it's really cool and almost an obligation for all of us to give back in some smaller big way you mm-hmm. know and the things you've done is just it's in rad you know and so uh anyway man thanks for doing that yeah well i mean on that i think that like giving back i think is like a misnomer because you get so much more yeah you totally back do. than you're giving you know what i mean dead on man so um, i know it's i so think true. if people aren't giving back they're like totally selling themselves short yeah like, like some of the very best experiences, like better than your sickest waves at Mavs or yeah. like shooting a huge fish or something is like, like when you hear like kids experience things for the first time or whatever, like oh, yeah. it's so much better. Dude. 
So, 100%. Um, I don't feel like I'm like giving yeah. anything, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's more like I'm taking, right? You know, <laughs> you can't say it, that. It's selfish. It's totally, <laughs> totally. selfish. Um, but uh, I mean, I appreciate all the stuff that you guys do in the 24-hour paddle and yeah. the ghost riders and everything. Yeah, man, it's fun stuff. It's good stuff. Right on, man. Well, dude, thank you. Good luck with dude the next Brad big chapter in life, dude. I mean, it's a fun one. So there man, you guys, I'll be, I'll be nearby in town and seeing you and everything, man. Seeing your little Grom out there. Yeah. We'll have to figure out how to ship paddle boards over to Molokai. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but thanks so much. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening uh, to another podcast episode. Can't do it without you. And uh, so thrilled to have you here supporting uh, myself and the podcast and all the guests uh, continually. Always appreciate a positive um, rating on your uh, your podcast app, whether it be you know Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Just helps helps grow the podcast and uh, spread awareness. So thanks for that. And then any uh, social media mentions, always super appreciative. And uh, if you know somebody who you think would be great to have on the podcast to share the, about their ocean life please hit me up. I'd love to chat with them. Or if you think you'd like to, let me know. Uh, email is josh at thisoceanlife.tv. All right. Thanks, guys.